there. You are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. This is Alicia. This is Trisha. And we are so glad that you have tuned in today. We're going to be talking about how to study your Bible. Now, I want to start this episode by saying a long, long time ago, um, when I was a brand new baby believer, um, I thought that everybody had to do studying the Bible and quiet time and everything the same way. So I had these couple of people um, that I looked to, and I thought if, if Bible study didn't look exactly like their Bible study, then it was wrong. Anytime that you study God's Word, it is good. It is a good yeah, thing. Yeah. So whether it be 15 hours, 15 minutes, 15 seconds, good time in the Word. I want to go ahead and establish that because one of the things I think we do is that we just think everybody has their own method, and if you don't do it this way, here's three steps and blah, 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 all that. But you got to find what works for you because we all learn differently. Mm-hmm. I'm a very visual learner and I don't, um, I'm not a good lecture kind of person. Like mm-hmm. school, I struggled because of lectures. I, I couldn't stay, you know, connected and I couldn't stay focused. And so everybody has their own learning style. So I say that to say what works for me, what works for Trisha, what works for Alicia may not work for you at mm-hmm. all. But the, the point is, if you pray and ask God to, to help you to study his word, he is going to answer that prayer every single time. Yep. Um, I wonder if because I have a very like moment in time where Bible study changed for me. And I wonder if you guys have that in your life or experience. It was for me when I first came to work at the radio station. Probably in the first two or three years I was here, um, Ann Graham Lotz was in Charlotte doing the Just Give Me Jesus tour where she went around to arenas and did the big events. And um, she was there, and I was excited to hear her speak, of course, but um, I really had never been exposed to a lot of her materials and things. And she taught a Bible study method, and I can, honest to goodness, go back to that moment in time where it was like somebody took a key and unlocked a door for me and opened it up and said, come on in. I mean, and it was hard. It wasn't an easy thing, but it was one of those methods that connected with me, that I understood, that I could think through. And and I started doing then. And now for 20 years, I've been studying the Bible that way. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it is. It's based on just (laughs) three questions, you know. And if you go, we're going to attach this in the show notes so you'll have it. Um, If you go to her website, she teaches through it and she can explain it more eloquently than I can and it won't be confusing but uh, but basically it's what does it say what does it mean and how do I apply it to my life now um, I've got notebooks full of my time in God's word doing that method but like I say she goes into more detail and you probably need to spend some more time I, I even added another column on mine where I where I go through that scripture and what God I've, I feel like God's teaching me and I write a prayer Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it kind of makes it <clears throat> even more applicable to my life. But but that's what has been for 20 years the way I've studied the Bible, and it just revolutionized. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that we think, too, is that we've got to hear through somebody else. There are a lot of great Bible teachers, and we should learn from them. But I think the one thing that, that Anne Graham Lott said during that weekend is that God wants to speak to you through his word. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Really? Like he wants Mm -hmm. to speak to me. And that was, Mm -hmm. it wasn't really, not that anybody had ever said that to me before, but that weekend I heard her say that and I was like, wow. And, and when he does, when he speaks to you through his word that way, it, it's like, 
You know, I mean, if you've ever been driving down the road listening to a teaching program and Chip Ingram says something, it's like, is he hiding in the bushes outside my house? <laughs> I mean, imagine God Almighty saying something to you. Yes, he is yeah. hiding in the... No, he's not hiding in the bushes. He's in your heart, you know? <laughs> he knows exactly what you're dealing with, but it was... He it was to be in the bush. I, right. Bush, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was that... I, I go so clearly back to that, even mm-hmm. to the point of saying that I believe that God brought me here for a lot of different reasons, but for one reason, just to revolutionize my mm-hmm. Bible study time mm-hmm. through Ingram Lots. And so um, that's been um, a method that I have used and that I have really enjoyed. Um, it does take time and it does take um, a little bit of development and, and a little bit of study because you can't. All, uh, what we want to do is we want to automatically go to the application phase. Like what is God saying? Yeah, we want to mm-hmm. go to the cliff notes. But it takes some time to work through what does the text actually say? What are the word? What do they mean? You know, um, and 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 then application comes later. But it's all in context. And you have, I mean, there's some other stuff you have to do. Like I said, go watch the videos of her teaching that. It's such good stuff. I'll tell you another person that's been a great source of uh, encouragement for me. And I can't think of the book name. I meant to write it down and I forgot. But Jen Wilkin. Mm-hmm. Jen Wilkin is a Bible teacher. She's got lots of great Bible studies, but she can she teaches um, has a little book, and I think it might be called How to Study the Word or Become Women of the Word or something like that. I'll find the actual title and we'll put it in the show notes. But um, she has a book um, along those same lines where she teaches you. And in one of the things, one of her Bible studies that I did with my small group at my church, she talks about looking up words in the dictionary. She said, you know, when we read our translation mm-hmm. of the Bible, uh-huh. um, if it's an actual translation. Then um, we there's they use different words, and sometimes we say words and we think we kind of know what they mean, mm-hmm. but in the mm-hmm. context of a verse, they mean something else. So so mm-hmm. scholars have put that word in there for a purpose, and so you don't have to know, know Greek and Hebrew mm-hmm. and all that, mm-hmm. but just go find out what that word actually means and use your dictionary. And that to me, I'm a word nerd. I like to know what <laughs> words mean, and and so that also has been a great but, benefit that's to me. That's an interesting point too. I think. Like when I first really started reading the Bible, I think it's it can be very scary sure. and overwhelming, sure. and intimidating. Yeah, and very yes. intimidating. And if you just try to read it straight, and there's all these really long names, yep. things you can't pronounce, and you one can just after say the hard other, name. there's 20 names in a row. Yeah. you know, and I'm like, and you can get lost. Yeah, that's true. So I want to encourage anybody that struggles with that. Yeah, to to. Stop worrying about that mm-hmm. and find a passage maybe that's easier to read that mm-hmm. you could go through this type of method mm-hmm. and, and really look at it and study something instead of, you know, I used to try to be like, well, I've got to read this in a year and I have to follow the mm-hmm. exact instructions yeah. of this thing I found. And you don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways you can study the Bible. Absolutely. And get, really get in and find things that are applicable to you. Yeah. Um, but it can be very intimidating. Yeah. And I think yeah. um, one of the things that Jen Wilkins said uh, during one of her Bible studies, I don't remember which one it was. We've done a couple of them. But um, she said the the mistake that we make about studying the Bible is we think the Bible is a book about us. Mm-hmm. The Bible is not a book about us. Mm-hmm. The Bible right. is a book about God. Mm-hmm. We are part of the story of God. But the Bible is a book about God. And I, I was like, hmm. Because I think in a lot of our culture, um, we tend to bend towards it's all about me. I mean, even even in religious circles, we do it too. Let's just be honest. We're we're still sinners. 
Mm-hmm. We're saved by the grace of God, but we still make mistakes and we still are still bent towards pride and we still sin and all those things. So let's just go ahead and get that off the table. But I think our bent is to make it all about us. Well, the Bible is not a book about us. The Bible is a book about God. And when she said that, I was just so taken aback mm-hmm. because I realized that I had thought a lot for a long time that the Bible was a book about me. I need to find me in there and I need to find what I need to do. And, <laughs> right. I, and it's about God. You know, mm-hmm. it's about his character and his his ways and the way that he moves in his people. And uh, that kind of shifted my perspective, too. So I think God uses amazing Bible teachers um, uh, to, to speak to us and to teach us the Bible. And honestly, there's still a lot of things I don't understand. Okay. And and I I think that one of the mistakes that we make too is that because we don't understand everything, we can't understand anything, mm-hmm. right? And that's not true either. You know, just because you may read a scripture that has, you know, my Bible study girls laugh at me because if I come across an, a name I don't know, I say hard name, <laughs> you know, in the land of hard name, and they just crack <laughs> up because we get so distracted in trying to pronounce the name. And you. you, you yeah, I've been and in that setting, shame. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm, it's embarrassing if I say it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that then is, you don't want to participate at all. Yeah, yeah, that is also why they never asked me to read scripture at church. <laughs> so, hard name. <laughs> hard name. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a Greek word, hard name. <laughs> um, so I, I just would encourage you to find what works for you in the way that you um, you learn and your learning style, I mean, I was listening to the folks on the family, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about kids' learning styles and how, you know, kids learn differently and process information. We're the same way. We're just yeah. grown-up kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. Some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you just have to learn your learning yeah. style and, and see what works best for you. Yeah. I never learned how to study my mm. Bible growing up. Never once was taught that, and I never sought it out either. So all well, I would do would read my Bible, and then I would... I'd underline parts that made sense to me or right. parts that were interesting to me, and I'd go back and I'd read those. And and certainly God used that, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until the woman sitting in front of me right now, mm-hmm. Carol Davis, mm-hmm. told me about uh, about Anne Graham Lott's yeah. method. That was the first time anyone had ever told me how to study the, mm-hmm. a, a certain technique, and I used that, that very technique, to prepare for... Um, the airplane trip where I was in the air for 36 hours. Mm. I used it to uh, for some real difficult personal things. And then when my mom died, mm. I used the, that. But um, we've also been working on Kay Arthur's method. I don't oh, know yeah. if you, inductive yeah. method. Mm-hmm. My husband started doing that. And so we've been bringing that in in Sunday mornings with our kids Mm. because they're not going to Sunday school right now. They don't have that. So we've been taking a verse of the Bible and um, the the real quick um, method of that is you you pray first as always. Absolutely. You read it over once without doing anything just to read it. And then as you read it, you mark keywords Mm -hmm. like God or Christ or um, uh, sin or light, and you mark those keywords with the same symbol. Mm-hmm. So then you can look at it and you can see themes. Yeah. Wow, look how much they talked about sin here. Look how much, or and then you can break it down to light versus darkness, sin versus clean, and and it makes you think about the theme. Like what is he trying to say? And then we've had our kids do kind of like what you're talking about, Carol. Draw pictures. Mm-hmm. You said you're visual. Mm-hmm. So are they? 
So they've been drawing pictures of yeah. it to kind of get a, an idea of it. And it's been real helpful for them, but it's been really, really helpful for me too, just digging in a little bit more about that. And, you know, you mentioned something that I wanted to jump on about um, about Jen Wilkins' idea of looking up the words. Mm-hmm. I heard the most interesting teaching talking about the Garden of Eden. It was Lisa Turkhurst talking about how we go from... we. We're banished from one garden, and we're, we're going to go back to the Garden of Eden, but we're right now between two gardens. Mm-hmm. And she talked about the fact that in the Bible, a lot of our translations say God banished Adam and Eve. And we think that has such a negative, or mm-hmm. to me, it has had yeah. a negative, pe- pejorative A-word. punishment mm-hmm. feeling to it. But if you dig in a little bit more about some of the root of that word, he actually allowed them to leave because had they stayed they were susceptible to dying now because of eating the fruit of the tree. Oh, and if wow. they'd stayed, they could have eaten and they would have died and had an eternity forever without God's presence and all of us too. But it was the mercy. And so the word banished doesn't really get it. He actually mercifully, graciously let them out, yeah. you know, to go between the gardens. But when we don't dig a little deeper, we don't know those things. Yeah. In this case, Lisa Turkhurst dug deeper for me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but that's a good point too. Yeah. Sure. To to I I like relying on not re- relying might not be the right word, but Being inspired I, by yes other teach like the teachers on our programs. Yeah. you know yeah. all all of, there's a lot of great um, women that I follow on you know even just on Facebook sometimes yeah. these great teachers post things and it's like wow and you can yeah. take that and then you can go on your own. Right. Because I think that's one of the things sometimes it's like, well, how do I know what to study? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of want to do that method yeah. or I want to do this. But do I just open the Bible and randomly mm. pick something? Yeah, true. Um, so sometimes I'll use that to be led to, to look at something else in a different way. Yeah. I think the word that keeps coming into my mind throughout our conversation here is diligence. Mm. Think of the thing that you have learned to do maybe in the last two years of your life. And how the first time you tried to do it, you didn't do it perfectly the first time, mm-hmm. but you stayed at it. Yes. Mm-hmm. For me, I have looked back at my spiritual life and seen that I didn't give that same diligence to Bible study or prayer or whatever it was that I was trying to make a part of my life. If I'd read it one time and I didn't get it, I was like, oh, the Bible's too hard for me. I'm done. You know, right. but if you're learning a new sport or if you're learning a new mm-hmm. recipe, you make you have to you have to you know, go through it a couple of times before you get it right. You have to learn things about your body mechanics and about how your energy is spent if you're learning a new sport. So that same diligence we need to bring to our spiritual lives. Well, and sometimes it's as simple if when when you think it's too hard, it's as simple as looking at a different translation. I never used to do that. Mm -hmm. Never used to do that. Yeah. I had one Bible that I used all the time. I used to never write in my Bible either. Mm-hmm. Never wrote. I just thought that was kind of disrespectful. Right. I, I don't do that to any book. I don't fold the. I don't earmark the pages of a book. Really? Right. Oh, I can't stand that. My husband does it and drives <laughs> I'm me just, crazy. I am so like going through my mind and thinking, did I borrow any delicious <laughs> books <laughs> and so, dog-eared the pages? You know, I was taught to respect books and sure. especially the Bible. You yeah. Know, yeah. There's yeah. certain things you do. But then I learned it is okay to write in the Bible. And so yes, I bring a different true. Bible to church now. Because our pastor is always like, I want you to circle this word Mm. and I want you to circle this word and circle this word. We'll be focusing on a package passage and underline this or write a note. 
and it makes those words pop out. Yeah. yeah. But then I'll go to a different translation sometimes if it's too, I still don't really understand it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's just a different, sometimes right. just the wording can change the meaning and help you understand it. And yeah. those, that Bible app is great because you can just, you know, drop down and change a version in a yeah. second. Yeah. yeah. I love the Bible app. Yeah. It's a great resource. Oh, Probably so one good. of the greatest resources, I think, for believers in the oh, last. Oh, yeah. Are you doing I the daily stories? It. Yeah. They do I a love daily those. story and they unpack the scripture. I love oh, those. I haven't seen those. Oh, it's there's so a morning helpful. and an mm-hmm. evening one. And oh, it starts wow. with like a scripture. There's a question. There's a poll. There's like a speaker that does a mm-hmm. little video. Like it, and a devotion. A full devotion. Yeah. I got to check that out. So there's another place you can go. Yeah. I think yeah. The, the point that we're making here is find what works for you yeah. and do that. And, and along the way, God is going to reveal to you other teachers or other people who might have a method that would work for you. And But if you ask him to yes. reveal himself through his word, he will answer that prayer 100% of the time. 100% of the time, he will answer that prayer. I guarantee it. You can get your money back if he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but all this is free, so there you go. Uh, but whatever works for you. And maybe we start a conversation on the Facebook page Um methods that have worked there's read through Mm -hmm. the bible there's a million different methods find what works for you and do that and be diligent about it commit to doing it and work at it because it is work Mm -hmm. um it is work and so don't give up hang in there stick with it and i know that you're going to reap the rewards because god's word is alive and active and uh, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's cut me a couple of times just in the last couple of weeks. But but God is doing that for our good and for his glory. So remember that, too. Thank you so much for being a part of this discussion today. Interact with us. Email us if you got something. If you got a question, we're going to post these resources in the, um, in the show notes so that you can have access to all of that. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk Podcast.